we're taking the scripture reading from First Chronicles chapter 29, verses 10 to 22. First Chronicles chapter 29. Are we there? First Chronicles chapter 29, verses 10 to 22. David praised the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly, saying, Praise be to you, O Lord, God of our father Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor for everything in heaven and earth is yours. Yours, O Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. Wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. Now, our God, we give you thanks and praise your glorious name. But who am I? And who are my people? that we should be able to give as generously as this. Everything comes from you, and we have given you only what comes from your hand. We are aliens and strangers in your sight, as were all our forefathers. Our days on earth are like a shadow without hope. O Lord, our God, as for all this abundance that we have provided for building you a temple for your holy name, it comes from your hand. And all of it belongs to you. I know, my God, that you test the heart and are pleased with integrity. All these things that I have given willingly and with honest intent. And now I have seen with joy how willingly your people who are here have given to you. O Lord, God of our fathers Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, keep this desire in the hearts of your people forever and keep their hearts loyal to you. And give my son Solomon the wholehearted devotion to keep your commands, requirements, and decrees, and to do everything to build the palatial structure for for which I have provided. Then David said to the whole assembly, Praise the Lord your God. So they all praised the Lord, the God of their fathers. They bowed low, and fell prostrate before the Lord and the king. The next day, they made sacrifices to the Lord and presented burnt offerings to him. A thousand bulls, a thousand rams, and a thousand male lambs, together with their drink offerings and other sacrifices in abundance for all Israel. They ate and they drank with great joy in the presence of the Lord that day. Then they acknowledged Solomon, son of David, as king a second time, anointing him before the Lord to be ruler and Zadok to be the priest. Amen. The next voice we are going to be hearing will be that of our own Reverend Reynold Degajo. Not to just worship us into the presence of the Lord. Let's just back heads and just worship the Lord. Come on, go ahead. Just worship and celebrate his goodness, his faithfulness, his majesty, his excellency. There's no one like him. There will be never any God like him. You cannot compare him to no any other God. In him we live and move and have our being. Church, open your mouth and worship this God. 
What a beautiful name, Jesus. There is no other call. He has no rival. There's none that you can compare unto him. He is and he was and he is forever and ever. His majesty, he controls the universe, the times and the seasons. All things belong to him. All things are by him and all things are for him. He created all things. He sustains everything from America to Asia to Europe to every part of the universe. His Lord, His control of every destiny. He's more than the controller of the coronavirus. He's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Just go ahead and bow before Him and adore Him. What a mighty God we serve, we worship, we adore Him in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You have no rival. You have no equal. Jesus, we love you. And today we ask that you will speak to us. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Press on. Victory. Tell somebody, God bless you. For coming into the house of God. This morning we are looking at the topic. Giving your all and giving it well. Giving your all and giving it well. Which presupposes that you can give, but you may not give your all. And then again, it means that you can give, but you may not be giving very well. So, the sermon this morning is calling us to give our all and to give it and give it well. I want us to also draw our mind to the fact that there will be the luncheon, our 30 days of fasting and prayer. And we want to believe that God is going to move mightily in the church. And I, I call you to a place of expectation. Let the month of March and beyond be a time of expectation. Don't just come to church. Come with expectation. Bring people to the church. Invite friends and open up and see what God will do. Yes, I know there are global challenges. The times are rough. There may be personal challenges of sickness, of financial crunch, of issues that, that we are all going through. That the virus that is a global concern. But I want you to know that God is still in charge. God is still in charge. And as a church, we will not stop preaching the word. Because our mission is to exalt God in worship. Grow towards Christian maturity. And reach out to the world with the gospel of Jesus. That is our mission as a church. And of course, every church must have a vision. And our vision is that we will be a vibrant congregation. Impacting the world. With the gospel of Jesus Christ. So this morning we are looking at. The topic giving your all. And giving it well. Our theme for this year. Is God's love in action through us. God's love in action through us. And the first quarter. We are looking at understanding. God's love. Understanding God's love. If you read Romans 8.32. He said. He who did not withhold his son. But gave him out to us. What else? Will he not keep unto us? So God has called us and he wants us to partner with him. And so this morning, this first, the scripture read, read to us from 1 Chronicles 29 is a call. It's a call for us to give. To give. It's a call for us to give. Right. It's a call. So we are looking at the big idea and the idea or the big thing throughout, it's not just the temple, but it's about giving. And the giving is the grace kind of giving, which we will explain. This morning, our sermon, we want to seek to achieve 
three or four things. Number one, we'll look at the background text. And then we will look at the concept of giving. And then we will look at the principles of giving. And then we will look at the response to God's call to give. We have a commission. And our commission is to make sure that the kingdom of God is extended to all those who have not heard the gospel. So this morning, come along with us as we learn some lessons from our friend, our brother, King David. From First Chronicles chapter 29. If you read First Chronicles 28, and then you read verse 29, David the king, but taking back to the shepherd boy he was, from nowhere, and nobody, and God chose him. And God brought him from a place of obscurity and brought him into the limelight. God chose him not because he was perfect, but God chose David because he was a man after God's own heart. And God used David to do a number of things. But for me, what is very humbling is the fact that this man, a father, a king, a shepherd, a man, a king, a leader, was coming to the end of his life. And every leader has an entry time. And every leader has an exit time. A time will come when the leader must leave the stage for others to step in. And David was about to come to the end of his service as a leader. But every leader looks out and places people in position who will take after him. And therefore, the, set, the stage was set for David to step out. But David, in stepping out as a leader, was concerned about a legacy he will leave. Not only for, but a legacy in the life of people. We can leave legacy for people, but they can mess up the legacy. But when you leave a legacy in the life of people, it makes a difference. I know of houses, I know of people whose parents have left things for them. Because there was no inner transformation. Because there was no, nothing that worked in them. The legacy today has become a bone of contention. But you know something? When there's a transformation in you, and there's a change in you, it affects the way you go about things. And so David was not only interested in leaving legacy for the Solomon, but he wanted something that will affect him and in an inner change in him. And therefore, there were four things that he did. Number one, David, if you read chapter 28 and 29, David was concerned about the project. The project we are dealing with is the temple. And David was calling the people and said, children, the temple we are about to build, physically is a structure, but it belongs to God. Therefore, everybody must be consecrated because you cannot keep God anything that is not holy. And so David was concerned about the consecration of their heart, their mind, and their whole being. I want you to know that even though we think of building Shashi and building this place, and it is good to leave an edifice for a place of worship, but the greatest project, the greatest temple is the human being. The person sitting by you. That is God's project. That is God's project. Number two. Is the plan and the program. David handed over the plan and the program of the building to his son and to the elders and said, this is the plan. Have it and follow it. Because I received this by inspiration from the Lord. Then he talked about the people. David embraced all kinds of people. Those who have, those who does not have. Look at the way he gave. If you read, he said, he himself gave 
the generals gave, his officers gave, and that there were people of the lower rank who also gave. In other words, everybody was on board. Today we are pledging our platinum, our gold, our silver. As we sign those papers, all the fingers are not equal, but all of us are equal before God. And God wants to put all our resources together so that the kingdom of God will be built. So the people matter so much. But you know something? It would be very, very wrong to be so interested in physical structures and neglect the people. Because people matter to God. Their needs, their worries, their care. And I'm here to tell somebody that before God takes your money, God is interested in you. He's not interested in taking your money. In fact, God knows that you just lost your job. God knows that you were working in a bank, you lost your job. God knows that you are paying a medical bill. God knows that you are sick in your body. God knows that something is happening to you. God knows that you just lost a family member. God knows that you are hurting. And God will not overlook your pain. As he thinks about you giving to him, he's more than willing to transform you and to touch you. And it's my prayer that God will touch somebody this morning in this house in the name of Jesus. But I want us to know that as we think about the people and think about the plan, there was a prayer. There was a prayer. What a beautiful prayer. Well crafted. For me, so many years, this prayer of David has been one I read often and often. And every time I read, I ask myself, how did this guy get the idea to pray? And if you read that prayer, David sums up everything he knows about God in that prayer. But for me, the joy and the lesson I learned from David is the fact that a prophet, a shepherd, a king, a father, as he was about to exit, David is offering a prayer for his son. He said, my son, you are so young. You are coming into leadership. You can make mistakes, but my son, be courageous for God will give you success. He said it to his son three times. And every time he said, I know that God will help you. And he offered a prayer for his son. One of the greatest legacy any parent can leave for their children is to leave a legacy of prayer. Some of us today, we are the beneficiaries of the prayers of a praying mother. For some of us, it was a praying father who prayed for us. That we are where we are because prayer works. I want you to know that prayer works. Tell somebody prayer works. So, David prayed that everything Solomon does will be successful. And it's my prayer that your children will not fail you. It's my prayer that everything we labor for them, may they grow and do hundred times better than what we do. It's my prayer that generations after us will serve the Lord and know him and serve him more than we are doing now. It's my prayer that our children will shine wherever they are, brighter and brighter. Because the Lord God Almighty will take them further and further and further. And no weapon formed against any of our children shall ever prosper. Say amen. So we, we look at the project, the plan, the program. We look at the people and then we look at the prayer. Can I suggest to you that God has not finished with you? It will surprise you to know that God is working on you. He's working on you so much that you can be a, his masterpiece. The Bible says that David offered gold, silver, and everything. But God is building you and I with more than any other precious stone that one day he will present us 
unto the Father. Will you say amen? Now, let's look quickly at the concept of giving. I want you to know that when you say giving, a lot of people give. A lot of people give. The world millionaires are giving. They are now into charity. MTN gives into charity. They call it giving back to society. They give by man was God. But then it's a charity. They give. But our giving, our giving is coming from the promises of grace. That I was nobody, but he found me. I had nothing, but he loved me. I was unlovable, but his love reached towards me. And for that reason, I give. Because when I remember where he took me from, I will forever be grateful to him. So if you read Proverbs chapter 11 verse 24, he said there are people who withhold their money. They withhold everything, but they grow poorer and poorer. And he says, but there are people who open their hands and give. And the more they give, they increase. So the mathematics is that I, I, I hold back, but yet I grow poorer and poorer. Yet I open up my hands and give, and I become more prosperous. Not only in money, but the Lord increases me in years. He increases your health. He blesses you in various ways that money cannot pay for. Luke chapter 6 verse 38. He said, give unto God. It shall be given unto you. Good measure. Pressed down. Shaking over. And running over. Shall men give into your bosom. First Timothy chapter 6. If you read. He said, we brought nothing into this world. And it is certain that we will take nothing out of this world. Then, if you read. First Corinthians chapter 4. First Corinthians chapter 4. Verse 7. First Corinthians 4, 7. He said, what do we have? That we did not receive. Meanwhile, you're like a handle. What we have, everything we have, we received. And then the last one, Acts chapter 20, Acts 20 35. Acts 20 35. He said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. It's more blessed to give than to receive. So, number one, you are a unique giver. You are a unique giver. A unique giver in the sense that before even you are giving to God, God has made you special. God has already blessed you. God has written your name in the book of life. You are heading towards heaven. Heaven is your home. You are a citizen of heaven. You belong to the economy of heaven. And heaven is watching over you. That makes you unique. That is why others can run their business, but your business will be different from theirs. Because you are different. Number two, life is about giving and receiving. Life is about giving and receiving. You give love to your wife, you receive back love. You give love and honor and respect to your children, you receive back. You give love to people, a smile, and you receive back smile. You go to a restaurant and people serve you. And you give back money. But these days, people don't want to serve anything and yet they want to receive. They want to receive. The other day, I went to somewhere and the person opened a gate. And that is his duty. But after opening the gate, he said, Bring something. I said, ah, but you, you are at your duty post. If you go to Osu Cemetery, as soon as you are parking your car, they are on you. Because nothing goes for free. They will want to take. Sometimes people don't give any service. And yet, they want to receive from you. But you see, life is about giving and receiving. But life is more than giving. In fact, what we give emotionally, spiritually, 
physically we are involved in the giving. And our giving also reveals much about us. What you give reveals something about you. What you give speaks about you. And that is very important. But above all, your giving is a legacy. Your giving is a legacy. Research also shows that the more we give to people, something happens to our health. You may not know, but as you give, something about you changes. I've seen people, I've heard testimonies of people with cancer, people with terminal disease, where medication had failed. They had done everything possible and nothing was working. But as soon as the atmosphere for giving opened and they gave, God said, oh yeah, in the midst of your challenge you gave to me, I will do something. And God healed cancer and God took away terminal diseases because of giving. Oh, it's my prayer that as you pick the form, that platinum, that gold, that silver, even if you give ten, one Ghana city, ten Ghana city, may God work a miracle in your life as you give unto God, may there be a testimony of God's healing in your life. Giving is a choice we make, but it's a legacy you leave. Let me quickly just flip to the next thing. This is where I want to zero in quickly. There are three things I want to leave with you, and I have captioned it one of the things I love to do is that when you leave this house, may the message not leave you. So I always find a way of coining things so that it can register in your spirit man. So that throughout the week, when you remember the things, you can remember the sermon. So for those who are into writing, for people who are into literature, for people who do a number of things, these words are very critical. Pathos, ethos, and logos. Can we all say it together? Pathos, ethos, logos. Let's say it again. Pathos, ethos, logos. Pathos has to do with your passion, your motivation, your love, the way you celebrate God. A few minutes ago, the worship team led us into pathos. In our pathos, we lifted up God and said to him how much we loved him. And not sang a song about pathos. That was the passion. That was the drive. That was the celebration. But another dimension of our life is the character. The credibility. The ethics. Today, people say they are givers. But only God knows what they do. And where they get their money from. So today, people come and shout and give. But character, credibility is missing. And then we look at logos. You can give to God based upon how much you know him. Oh, I have known people. There was one time a gentleman went to church. And he was, he was building. But he had got it to a certain level of his building. And then he came to church. And there was a program like, oh, we are building certain things. And therefore, we want people to help. And the guy said, I suspend my building. From now on, everything about my building, I suspend. And I turn towards the house of God to build. Could you believe that just as they finished the project of building something in the house of God, his house was on a certain stage. He was there one day, somebody came to him and said, the Lord, and he was one of his children he raised in the Lord, but had been abroad for so long a time. And the guy said, I heard clearly the Lord came to me and said, go back to Ghana 
and go and help this man finish his house. He said, the Lord said, I should come and until it is done, I should not return. The guy came purposely for his project and made sure that the building was finished in a record time, which his own ability could never have finished that house in two years. But by six months, five bedroom house was completed. Everything entered. Why? Because when God is at the center of it, he will bless you. Oh, I speak to somebody's blessing. I speak to somebody's giving. That may the Lord bless your giving. That your giving will be a testimony. Oh, the devil will be put to shame. For God is about to honor somebody in this house. As you give unto the Lord. So quickly, let's wrap through. Let's just wrap through this one quickly. Let's go to the pathos. Let's go to the pathos. If you read 2 Chronicles chapter 7. And then if you read the first, you know. I don't know how David got the idea of crafting those words. He said, Who am I? No Jimmy, I'm a Who told me say? Who am I? And who are my people? In other words, it is grace, your grace and your mercy is what has made us who we are today. Beloved, some of us, some of us, eh, our background, where we came from, where we came from. If it had not been the grace of God in our life, today we will not be where we are today. It's the grace of God. Gratitude. Gratitude. David said, I give back to you what you gave me, for I had nothing in my hands. Oh, that woman who entered in the house of the Lord, that Jesus was in a place, and she broke protocol and entered the place. And she, she poured the alabaster oil on the feet of Jesus and said, Eradie, Macedonio, Asidankwa, Namitebe Mabo, Minishi, Eti Chiwasita, Asidankwa, Namit. I was nobody. I was nobody. But your grace and your mercy found me out. I am forever grateful. For the things you have done for me. Church, God has done a lot. God has done a lot. Let us be grateful unto the Lord. Sometimes we bluff God with the money he gave us. C.S. Lewis said something. He said one day, a girl of four years went to the father. I said, Daddy, I know that very soon you'll be celebrating your birthday. So, daddy, I want to surprise you. So, give me 10 Ghana CD. So that I will surprise you on your birthday. And the, and the father smiled. And the father gave him the 10 Ghana CD. Hey. And she went and got a very beautiful parcel. And came to the father with a smile. I said, daddy, I have a surprise for you. This is your birthday parcel. And the father took it and smiled. And you know what? The 10 Ghana CD was from the father. To the girl. And the girl bought a parcel and gave back to the father. She had nothing. The father was the source. The father was the giver of the Tengana city. In other words, in trying to surprise God, it is really enjoyable. But you know something? It will be disastrous and dangerous for the girl to think that the father's weight and measure and value is Tengana city. Because God is more than Tengana city. More than your titan offering. 
God is more than anything we can ever think of. He gave it to us. That is why when you are giving to God, think of Jesus. Think of others. And think of yourself. Tell somebody joy. Tell somebody joy. And then the next thing is commitment and conviction. Let's go to the next slide. Just trying to make up. The next slide has to do with the ethos. Can we all look at, I beg your pardon, let's look at First Chronicles 28. First Chronicles 28. Let's go to our Bible. First Chronicles 28. First Chronicles 28, verse 8 to 10. First Chronicles 28, verse 8 to 10. So now, I charge you in the sight of all Israel and of the assembly of the law and in the hearing of our God, be careful to follow all the commands of the Lord your God that you may possess this good land and pass it on as an inheritance to your descendants forever. Nine. And you, my son Solomon, acknowledge the God of your father and serve him with wholehearted devotion and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches every heart and understands every desire and every thought. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will reject you forever. Verse 10. Consider now, for the Lord has chosen you to build a house as a sanctuary. Be strong and do the work. What a charge. What a charge. In other words, Solomon, every time you are giving to God, be sincere. Don't be carried away and think that you are giving God. As you are giving, God is watching your heart. Are you honest? Are you generous? Are you intentional? Do you have loyalty? Then they worship the Lord. All of them, they bow and they worship him. Let's go to the third one as I quickly wrap up. Knowledge about God, Logos. The more you know God, the more you become humble. And the more your giving changes. And when we talk about giving, we are not only giving of our money, but your time, your heart, your commitment. Some of you, you have pains in your body. You are sick. The doctors have diagnosed you of a disease. You are going through a challenge. I want you to know that all that you can lift it to God and say, I give this to you. Take it. God is not only interested in receiving money, but your pains, your fear, your weaknesses, your struggles. As you give it to him, he will take it and do something about it. Will you say amen? But the knowledge of God must bring us to a place of humility. Look at the first thing. He said, all that we have comes from you. So it means that nothing belongs to us. Tell somebody, nothing belongs to you. Say you are a steward. Say you are a custodian of the grace and the mercies of God. Say your house, your car, your clothing, your hope, your aspirations, everything about you belongs to God. Beloved, nothing is ours. Number two, he said, we are pilgrims and we are foreigners on this earth. Who told you that we will be here forever? Who told you we will be here forever? And then he said, as our fathers, Abraham, Jacob, and Isaac, 
so are we. The third thing is that our time is short. Beloved, very soon we will be out of this world. And everything we give to the Father will be for him. But we will no more be here. And I cautioned it. I said, they were here. We are here now. But we will not be here. They were here. But now, they are no more. It is our turn. Can I say something here? Beloved, as we build the house of God, where others can come and meet the Lord and be blessed, I want you to know that God is putting us together for that day. You remember when we had the June 3rd disaster and things were bent in this place and people were homeless in the midst of confusion. The place many people found refuge was the house of Calvary Baptist Church. People slept in this house for two days, for three days. They slept on the pews. They didn't run to the mosque. They ran to the house of God. Why? Because there's a place called the house of God. I want to say something to you with all apology. Calvary, let's not make a mistake and think that Shashi is Reverend Tegbe's legacy. It is the Lord at work at Shashi for generations to come. Let me, let me draw your attention to something. I'm wrapping up. Let me draw your attention. Do you know that one day, when we go to heaven, we will meet people who nobody witnessed to, but they will tell us, I came to the shopping mall and I saw the light on your building. And I prayed that God, I want to know you. Somebody else will tell us, I never stepped into your church auditorium, but I saw your building at Shashi. And I prayed that I have never given birth before. But if you are the God that they worship there, touch me. And I had my womb opened. I have children. Someone will say, I was traveling in the air from the airport. I was afraid. But when the plane took off, I saw your building and I saw the light on the building. And I said, if God is with these people, that God will be with me. I want you to know that Shashi Project is a miracle and a testimony that people shall see and know that there's a God. So when we are giving, we are not only giving because we must give. Generations will worship God over there. We will be gone, but there will be a place where they will gather and worship the Lord. Will you say amen? And then he ends by saying that, as we know the Lord and we know him well, there are three things I leave with you as I close this morning. Church, if you never heard anything today, I leave with you a revelation that David is living. But not only David, but Moses. I know if you study the prayer of David carefully, you realize that he was speaking as if Moses also was speaking. And if you read Psalm 91, Moses had a revelation of God. This God that is the giver, who gave to you and I, I want to leave him with you. Number one, when Moses prayed, Psalm 91, verse 1 and 2, it said, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty, and I shall say of the Lord, He's my refuge and my fortress. Three things about God. In fact, if you want your giving to change, eh? Study this strength is about God. Number one, he's the most high. Let's all shout it. Oh, shout it. Ah, as you shout it, something is happening. 
Shut it again into your business. You know, when he is the most ahead, we are talking about his governance. His control over system. So, sometimes you may be in your office and they attack your work. They attack your finances. They attack your going. But when you stand in your office and you declare, you are the monster over this company. You know something? Anything that flies, when they go high, they will fall down. Because there's a most high. Nothing overpasses him. In other words, he's the governor of our systems. He's the governor of the earth. He's the governor of our land. But the almighty, the almighty means his grace and his provision. You know, the almighty means the all-sufficient God. Sufficiently sufficient. Hello. Oh, where there's no way he will provide. When all doors are closed, he will open a new door. Hey, hey, hey. When they attack you, he will come from the left. When they go to the left, he will come from the right. I'm running up. A man was sitting there one day and the Holy Ghost told him, you will lose your job. Ah! And at the time God told him that you will lose your job, he was the only breadwinner for the family. The wife was not working. He was the only one go come. He said, Holy Ghost. But I am the breadwinner. I said, eh? So he said he fasted and prayed. The day he fasted and finished praying, the Holy Ghost came and said, thank you for fasting. But after the fasting, you will still be sacked. Like play, play. They sacked him. Where do I go from here? I am the breadwinner of my family. What do I do? For four years, no job. No job. But you know something? He said, ever since he's working his life, to the highest managerial position, what God showed him in four years, the food on their table, the supply, the provision, the giving, the gifts, the money. He said when you put four years of God's provision together, his lifetime salary could not be measured with four years of God's grace and provision because the God Almighty shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. But I close this morning. Beloved, I close this morning by letting you know that Jesus is Lord. Friends, friends, the best friend you have is Jesus. Am I speaking to somebody? I said, the best friend you have is Jesus. I wish our politicians, I wish our children will suck our mindset. We'll read the scripture we read today. Because you see, our children think that money is everything. I met a boy and I had to minister deliverance to him. And he said, Pastor, I am afraid. And I asked him, what are you afraid of? He said, I went for the suck our money. And he said, in the, in the, in going for it, there were two things I did. I said, what did you do? He said, two sacrifices. I said, what are the sacrifices? He said, number one. He said, when you go, they will ask you, who is the best person you love? And he said, the best person I loved was my mother. And he said, I sacrificed my mother. Then he said, the second thing was that they told me, your soul is needed. And they told me, you will make money but you have only a number of years to live. And they told him when he would die, and they told him the means by which he would die. And at the time he came, he said, the time is drawing closer. And every time I know that I will die, I am scared. And now I've sold my soul to the devil. But I want to find out, can God forgive me? 
And I said, he's the Lord of our every life. Satan has no power. And I said, you will receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And we prayed that prayer. And Jesus broke every spell, every case. I close today by declaring over your life that may the Lord be the Lord over your business. May he be the Lord over your finances. No chuchu power. No mommy water power. No witch, no demon can ever touch your business. I prophesy over your resources. I speak over your money. I speak over your life. I speak over your home. You will not die before your time. The Lord will preserve your money. The Lord will preserve your strength. And the Lord will preserve your children's children. Lift up your hand to the Lord and tell God I surrender all to you. My money, my time, my life, my struggle. Can I, so Lord, can you give me this, this song? Jesus... And, and help me, Peter, or, 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 or um, uh, Gideon. Jesus, my shepherd, brother, friend, my prophet, priest, and king, my Lord, my life, my all, accept the praise. Go to the Lord in prayer. Surrender everything. Your house, your car, your money. We brought nothing into this world and we will not take anything. But what we do for God will speak for us in eternity. This morning, speak to the Lord. Surrender everything. Maybe you have cancer. You have a terminal disease. Give it to the Lord and say, Lord, I surrender all to you. I will not die in my place. I give it all to you. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. I want you to think about the words. That's the test answer. That's the test answer. Let's sing that song. It's a prayer unto the Lord. Jesus, my brother, shepherd, friend, my prophet, praise again. My Lord, my life, my way, my end, I said the prayer. Let's sing that again. It's a declaration. Jesus, my shepherd, brother, friend, my prophet, praise and king, my life, my Lord, my way, my end, May the Lord bless every pledge you make. May the Lord bless your life. May the Lord hold your hands and show you where the resources are. I pray for you that whatever you put your hands to do should be successful. Remember that success without Jesus is suffering. But for you, your labor will never be in vain. This week, may you receive a miracle. This week, may you have a testimony. This week, because of your giving, may God bless your home. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord, and bless the name of the Lord.